Welcome and thank you for choosing the Mental Mindset Podcast presented by DBC Sports Psychology. Mental Mindset is hosted by Andrew Tosi and Zach Perkins, who will discuss mental skills, tips, and tricks to help you, your child, or your athletes be the best version of themselves in and out of sports. We hope you enjoy this week's Mental Spark. Hello, and thank you for joining us for another episode of the Mental Mindset Podcast presented by DVC Sports Psychology. I'm Andrew. And I'm your other host, Zach. And uh, hey, Andrew, before we hop into today, uh, yeah. I think it'd be good just to kind of run it back a little bit, catch up, see how things have been going, maybe just in your life in general or, you know, over at the uh, the private practice. What's been new? What's been going on? It's a great question, Zach. Uh, life has been uh, crazy and hectic, as I think it has been for everybody, right? Um, COVID has thrown curveballs. Uh, sliders. I mean, it's been, it's been, you got to really learn how to hit these things. Um, but it's, it's been pretty good. I, I finally moved back into my office a little bit. We're going part-time back in person, which is a really nice aspect, uh, especially when working with sports psychology clients. Some of the stuff we do, like practicing visualization and imagery and goal setting and stuff like that. I have a big whiteboard that we use. So it's a lot easier to do in person compared to um, like through Zoom and all that kind of stuff like we have been for the past two years. Uh, and then uh, my teaching stuff is great. We got to do this uh, cool activity called uh, Flip the Tarp, which kind of helps people learn and focus on like communication, it points out leadership styles, all that kind of different stuff, right? Like there's a video on our Instagram page of uh, the class doing it. So it, it's been kind of good, man. Like, uh, like I have no complaints. Um, and even if I did, um, our, my self-talk wouldn't allow me to... Uh, to kind of not be positive, uh, just because I, I practice all the time on it. So, uh, but what about you? College hockey wrapped up. We're uh, done with our season, so things are slowing down a little bit for me, which is is nice. Um, I already miss being on the ice with the guys. I obviously that's you know my love. I enjoy being there. Um, it's kind of my escape. It's what forces me not to have to use self talk because it's my my release. Um, so I get my opportunity. I'll still work at the goalie school here. Uh, we still got a bunch of that going on, but yeah, starting to quiet down a little bit, starting to get back to some free weekends where we're going to start seeing friends, uh, especially with the weather starting to turn here. We're, hopefully we're getting to the point where we can do some some outside activities and, and we can start to enjoy other people's company again. Golf season, baby. Golf season. Cannot wait. I've been swinging my clubs all winter long. Oh, dude, I've been I've been just in my basement, like just putting without a ball, like just being like, no, nah, it's not the stroke. No, nah, that's not it. This is it. That's it right there. Oh, yeah. Like, it's perfect. Right. Like I uh, I am pumped for golf season. I wish it could be all year rounds, but thank God for virtual golf. Otherwise, I'd probably have lose, lost my mind. You know, a hundred percent. I also picked up a putting mat and like a like one of those. Like, I think it's called like perfect putt or something like oh, that. You're bougie. So, you're bougie. <laughs> just so I could just sit there and putt. I bought a new putter too, so I wanted to make sure I got some swings in with it before I get out on the course. So, so everyone knows that's not going to help his game, but he he already knows that. But it's okay. We're we're going to work on your mental game so that that doesn't affect you. I mean, that's definitely part of the reason I'm here is because I need some help with that so I don't crumble on the course. <laughs> that's perfect. You're just taking advantage of the free services. That's that's wonderful. And I think I think actually if we uh, if we start moving towards where we're going this week, I think this is a perfect week for me to be on the golf course because we're going to we're going to be doing some self-talk. And I think, you know, <clears throat> where I use self-talk is typically when I'm struggling or when I have something kind of rough going on. Uh, maybe I'm trying to work through a problem and rather than vocalize it, it's just something I'm, I'm battling with myself. My golf game's a great example. Uh, I'm 
typically out there. I'm a competitive person, uh, but I know that I'm not as good as you. I know I've got buddies that I'm better than, uh, but at the end of the day, I'm out there competing with myself and the frustration comes when I'm not playing at the level I know I can. Um, so I feel like self-talk is important in those aspects rather than using some negative self-talk and beating myself down. I can use, you know, some positive self-talk and try to get my game back to the level I should be playing at. Yeah, man, you, you bring up a really good point, right? Like I think for a lot of people, self-talk is negative first. And, and that's really just kind of how our brains work, right? Uh, like the psychology behind it is that like we rush ourselves with this anxiety, right? And, and different chemicals get released that kind of make us go negative immediately, right? So like some of the stuff that I've heard, especially working with golfers, or uh, I've said myself, especially on the golf course, or like heard people scream, uh, not going to mention names, um, Zach, uh, but like just you you hear them scream things out like, like, damn, or like, man, I suck, or like, oh gosh, I can't believe bleep this, right? You know what I mean? Like, like all these things that um, are just super negative instead of like, focusing on the next thing or, or changing that and like trying to stay more positive, right? Like when it comes to self-talk, it's, it's this idea of like a steady stream of thoughts that are just continuously ongoing uh, in our minds that like influence our moods, uh, our emotions and more of our behaviors than, than we actually want to think, right? So like when you're thinking about uh, all that negative stuff on the golf course or the negative stuff about your job or the negative stuff about the things going on in your life possibly, uh, or, or even some of the positive things, right? Like it, uh, I've heard this before, like I'm just waiting for the other shoe to fall. Like life is too good right now. When does it start getting bad again? You know, um, you, you hear those things. So that that's that negative self talk kind of kicking in, or just self talk in general. So what are some of the things you do say to yourself? Are you looking for positive or negative? <laughs> I'm looking for the real life. <laughs> I mean, again, I think um, I think you kind of hit it on the head, right? I, I definitely have situations in my life where I will hit the. Um, like the other shoe, I'm waiting for the other shoe to fall or things have been too good. What happens next? Like I definitely have seen some of that before. Um, I think I've done that before in my life, which probably like you just said, not, not the greatest road to lead down. Um, it's typically negative stuff, right? It's typically if I'm struggling or, you know, I'm having a, a rough time at my, my full-time job, it's, you know, things are, are going wrong for a reason. I'm not doing something right. It's never, Hey, I've done these really well. Uh, so I was going to actually ask you while you were you were going through your rant a little bit there on what was going on. <laughs> uh, you know, we say self talk is negative, right? So typically, it's like, oh, f this, or wow, I really f that shot up, right? What if I just do it to the extreme opposite? So it's a really bad shot, and I'm like, what a beautiful shot that is that I just sliced 300 yards to the right. That should work, right? <laughs> it's a it's an interesting uh idea that you present right so like uh i hesitate to say yes right and in, in the in in the meantime of like like i actually think that that would be beneficial right so one of the things that like um i work on with athletes uh and just everyday people right is like sometimes we take things just a little bit too seriously right and it's just it's just not it's just not that big of a deal right and it's like it's like okay so so you hit a shitty shot uh, the next shot's the most important one, right? So like why beat yourself up and berate yourself and kind of walk down the course or or drive down the course even worse, right? Just being like, man, I suck today. Like my game is over. I might as well just pack up. Like let's crack another one. Like my game's over. Like it doesn't matter. I don't care what happens today, right? It's like, it's like why not laugh it off and be like, whoa, whew, that one got away from me that time. Oh boy, right? It, it's one of those things where like – 
it, it takes training, but it also takes this idea of like remembering and understanding the situation at hand. And, and that's why golf is a beautiful game, right? Like it's this idea of like, you're always competing against yourself, but it always inevitably turns into like, I'm now competing against somebody else, right? Like we kind of start comparing ourselves and all that. So like, it's about keeping the focus on ourselves and, and all that kind of stuff. So have you ever had experiences where like you're able to switch that negative self-talk into like a more positive kind of thing? Or like, is it, is it usually like once you're on the train, you bought a, bought a, like a, a an express pass, like you're just stuck on it. No, I mean, there's definitely been times, especially playing hockey, right? Like I've had times in games where first 30 seconds of a game, first shot of the game goes in and it's really easy right there to be like, Oh, uh, time to pack it up. Like I don't have it today. (laughs) Days over. Um, You know, but I've had games like that. I've given up a goal in the first 30 seconds that that was the, that was it, you know, shut the doors and that was the end of it. And that was kind of a situation where it was like, all right, like, Hey, just regroup time to get ourselves back together. Like that one's in the past. And I think that's a big thing in goaltending uh, in hockey in general, right. Even for players who go out and have a, a bad shift, make a mistake, whatever it is, hockey's a game of short memory. And the only time you're going to be successful and the only time you're going to play at your highest or your peak level uh, is when you can have that short memory. Yeah, man. And you bring up this idea of uh, making mistakes and things like that, right? Like, so when we make mistakes, uh, we tend to like beat ourselves up. And when I have worked with goalies in the past and listen, I am, I am no perfect. Like it is much easier to preach this than it is to actually like put it into practice. Uh, My dad and my brother will be the first ones to tell you that when I was in high school or younger, it was so easy to get into my head and make me kind of just crumble, right? You say a few different things. And even now, right? Like my, like you uh, and other friends, when I golf with them, they always remind me of the three foot putt that I missed to make all new England and golf, right? Like everyone always reminds me, but like, and it used to really affect me, but like now I'm kind of like, I focused on three foot putts and I laugh that kind of stuff off. I'm a little bit better now, but again, it, no one is perfect at this. It takes practice. It takes consistency and, and all that kind of stuff. But like when you're thinking about goalies, right? Like whether it's soccer, hockey, lacrosse, um, uh, water polo, I mean, any sport with a goalie, goalies uh, face a different challenge than anybody else does, right? Your guys' mistakes show up on the scoreboard for all to see. Right. If I in the midfield make a bad pass and then all of a sudden no goal is scored. okay, like no one sees my error on the scoreboard. Right. You make a mistake uh, in in the crease. Right. Guess what? Everyone sees it. Right. And sometimes they don't even know if it was a mistake. It could have been everyone else's fault because they had to still get through the entire team to get to you. And then you're the last defense as a goalie. But then it kind of still ends up that it, it, it blemishes on you. And then you have to look up at the scoreboard every damn time and see the one or two or uh, in some times cases, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13. I mean, if you're having a real bad day like Swiss cheese, hopefully you're not in the net that long. Um, but like it's one of those things where like you see it the whole time, you know. Yeah, definitely. And I think the other part of that too is, you know, we talked about measurables last week, right? Have it just in, in goal goal setting. Uh, we talked about having a measurable. Um, the measurables for, you know, whether it be a midfielder, whether, whether it be a forward or a defenseman is a lot different than the measurables on goalies in any sport, right? In, in sports, as a goaltender, you're measured on how many saves you made. So your blemishes are negative because those are goals that go in the net. Um, so you're compared and you're looked at in a different manner. And I think that's some of the effect that it has, um, you know, just on, on the mentality of playing that position, you need to make sure you're in a different mindset. You need to understand kind of what that role is going to bring before we keep pushing here though. I want to go back because I feel like there's a story that you could share, um, 
that would be really, I think it fits really well with the whole uh, mindset change you've had through your life. Uh, so our, was it our junior year or our senior year? I ended up joining the golf team. Uh, I think it was the junior year. I think. I think it was our I think it was our junior year as well, right? So uh, before that, I hadn't played much golf. I I played like on weekends, having fun, like everybody typically does. And you finally convinced me that it was time to join the golf team. Best thing I ever did in my life. The best two years. I wish I had played all four. Mm-hmm. But our golf coach would specifically structure how our matches were set up. So that I would golf with you at times. And I think you need to share that with people. <laughs> uh, you're right. You're right. So um, our number two, who I love the kid, right? And he knows exactly who he is if he's listening. Um, like we're, we're friends now and like I'm really close with his family. He was, he was very competitive, right? To the point where like he would, he would beat himself up and he took a long time to like have these practice routines and shots. And it threw me off, right? So I went to our golf coach and I was like, listen, man. I got to have a different partner, right? And so people who don't know how high school golf works, it, you go out in, in pairs with your team. There's five golfers. So it's it's the ones and twos go out, the threes and fours go out, and then the fives golf with the coaches usually. Um, so I, and I was the one and the two was very, was slow, right? And I was like, oh, this, this doesn't mesh with me. I can't do this, right? And like, and he was just, I found him getting into my head, but at the as obviously I realize now, like I let him into my head and all those kinds of things. But at the time I, I was in high school, I didn't know what I know now. Um, so like I asked, I was like, Hey, can I have Zach play with me? And I love you, man, but you are, you are no two, right? Like, no. especially at the time you, you were either a five or like, or like the last guy out at that time. Right. I mean, you had played golf competitively for a year. Um, so who can blame you? Right. I think typically he would throw me in on like the three fours where I would play. And like I'd either have like a semi competitive match or I'd have an absolute meltdown. And there was no in between. <laughs> you're you're right, but you always were positive and I and I will give you I will give you that sense. But but anyway, you're right. Like I, I did go to that, right? And I was like, Coach, like I, I need Zach to be the two. Like he's much more mellow and chill, like and that's when I play better, right? Um and then and that happened and we did play better. I like that that's a... I haven't really thought about that story in a, in quite a while, so that's that's a really good a, a good reference point to to, to the self talk aspect. Well, I think <clears throat> I think it was big for me because it was one of those things that while I knew I wasn't a two, I was spending time with people who were twos or were ones. Right, I was playing with guys higher level than I was, which for me as a competitive person was a push. And that was something that I always was striving to, and I was always trying to make sure that. Hey, this is the level that these guys are at. I need to push. So there was a lot of time. Like we spent time in practice. We spent time. I spent time on my own outside of like the golf team working and trying to get better so that at least I wasn't getting killed every week. I was losing, but I was closer than I had ever been. Yeah, man. And, and and sometimes we play up to the people that we're around, right? Like it kind of lights a fire and we and we'll talk about stress and, and arousal and all that kind of stuff later on in the podcast. Um, but like we'll talk about like the inverted U hypotheses, like finding your right kind of levels of stress and anxiety to be like your best performer and all that kind of stuff plays in. Right. So um, and, and in regards to self-talk, right, there's this aspect of no situation actually has like a negative or positive belief. It's more about like our automatic belief system, right? Like we all have this idea of like, if this happens and that's bad, or if this happens, that's good, right? So like when we're thinking about like our self-talk in general, like I want everyone to remember the ABCs, not like, not the song, right? Just the ABCs, right? So the A is like an activating event. 
The B is a belief about the event and C is a consequence, right? And again, and I always remind people consequences can be positive and they can be negative, but it has, again, our belief system as we were growing up as kids, sometimes consequence was like, that's a bad thing, right? So we have this automatic belief that a consequence is bad. So like when, when you think about like um, your own self-talk, what kind of moments or what kind of experiences kind of give you this idea of, oh shit, like that's bad. Well, I mean, typically it's things that go against my belief, right? Or it's like something that like, I, I'm trying to think like of maybe even just a professional aspect, right? In in my regular job, not coaching per se, but like, it's a situation where maybe things go a little bit sideways where I thought I had, you know, I thought I had all my uh, T's crossed and my I's dotted and all of a sudden, you know, details start to slip through the crack a little bit and now a very clean and easy project starts to become convoluted because I've put myself in a position where I didn't focus on every single detail. Yeah, man. And, and what if I told you that we're not actually disturbed by things or events, but by the views that we take on them? I would agree with that a hundred percent because I know typically what ends up happening is like, I personally get panicky about it. Right. And it's, mm -hmm. it's never, I, it never gets back to, a point where, you know, my management team has to hop in and like things are so destroyed, but I have a certain um, like level I set for myself and I expect myself to perform at. And if I'm not reaching that, then I start to get, you know, I, I put pressure on myself. I, I kind of give myself some anxiety and I start to get a little nervous. Like, oh man, things are not going the way they would. So there's your, you know, your belief versus anything else. Exactly, dude. Yeah. And, 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 a, and an example for me, right, is that three foot putt, right? Like, I sit over a three foot putt now. And like, if I miss, my belief about that event becomes immediately negative. Like I'm immediately like, nope, I'm back. Like I stink. I'm the worst. Bye bye. Right. And like, so that's still a belief system that I have about like a situation like that. Right. And like, and that's what we do, right? As people, we attach like a positive or negative meaning to events after they kind of occur. Right. Uh, think about in a, in a crazy way, um, whether you drink or you don't drink, and that's totally fine. But we all, if you do drink, tend to have that booze or that type of alcohol that like you just don't touch anymore, man. Like you just it's just like I had a real bad experience with that bad boy. And like, I don't I don't I don't mess with it. Uh, I've never drank before in my life, so I actually don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and, and for that reason, I, I'm out. No, no, uh, <laughs> But but no, that we all know that that's a lie. But even 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 for like the types of food that we eat, and then maybe maybe it came back up the wrong way. Like then we associate those things. Like for me, that's a uh, that that is that is a tuna melt. I I cannot eat tuna melts. I haven't had one since I was eleven years old. A bad experience. But we're not getting into that. I don't want to gross out our, our listeners. That's it's just not a good time. Um, but, but that's the thing, right? So the ABCs, like we have to understand the activating event. We have to understand our belief about whatever that event is. And then we, then our, the consequence is like a positive or negative, either emotion or behavior that kind of follows. Right. Um, and, and that's, that's understanding that and getting to know that a little bit better can be really, really, really important. Um, you know what I mean? So like, what do you think you do about that? Like, how do you fix it? Uh, you come see somebody like, uh, Andrew Tosi at DBC sports psychology. <laughs> Uh, and you try to work through it because <clears throat> I feel like it's pretty hard to change on your own. I guess for me, uh, all joking aside, right? Um, it takes practice. It's like anything else that we do as athletes or we do as coaches. Um, it takes practice. But the most important part is that recognition that like, oh, I had a pretty negative reaction to that. And like, I, I need to change that or I want to change that. Um, 
you know, I think that's really the first part of it. And then from there, you can, after listening to uh, the Mental Mindset podcast, be able to walk back and and kind of pick it apart a little bit and start to figure out, you know, how can I change that initial reaction to it? For sure, man, for sure. And one of, and there's, I have a, a whole list and a whole idea that we could go into, but like for this, for the sense of this, like I'll mention a few, right? Like one of the big ones is keywords, right? Like find a word or uh, a phrase that like means a lot to you that kind of brings you back down. You know what I mean? Uh, when I've worked with uh, elite goalies before, uh, we've created kind of situations where they take their mask off, they put their glove down and they spray water in the air um, and they say something to it, right? Like usually it's very explicit that I will not repeat it on air, right? But like it usually gets them to refocus and reset and act like the game zero zero, kind of like what you were talking about, right? So like finding a phrase or a word, um, and and mine is uh, a wolf does not care about the opinion of sheep. That's what I have written down in my golf card uh, or my golf scorebook. Um, like if I'm having a bad round, I just kind of go back to that and like remind myself no one cares, right? It's about me and it's about like focus on myself. And like, if I, if I view myself as a wolf, right, I want to make sure that I'm staying focused as that and not listen to any outside noise or what I think people would say, you know what I mean? Um, and there's also this aspect of like being optimistic and not pessimistic, right? Like, I think the biggest thing that I will stress here is that self-talk is a choice, right? We choose to be negative because sometimes that's all we, we know. And it, it also just in a way comes naturally, right? It's like, I'm just going to beat myself up, whatever, right? Uh, but like, if we choose to be more positive about the way that we're thinking, and like, we replace those negative thoughts with maybe even just one more positive thought, or like kind of counteract that negative thought with a positive one, like, you'll be amazed at the at the, at the beauty that kind of comes, right? Uh, and then the last thing I'll say is, we tend to be very emotional humans, right? Like as an animal, like we usually react on emotion, when in reality, we, we forget the, the logic or, or like the realism that actually exists, right? Thinking about back to golf, right? After you hit a bad shot, it's very easy to be emotional, slam your club on the ground and say like, I suck, I'm the worst. Instead of being like, hey, uh, I still got a whole bunch of golf to play, right? Like let's focus on this next shot and make it so that that last shot wasn't the worst one or, or that that last one is the worst shot of the day and I can only get better from here, right? That's the beauty of golf is the most important shot is the next shot. Um, so like, I think it's the idea of like, just think more logically about it, right? Like, that's why I always say walk when you golf, don't ride a cart because you have a lot more time to kind of process and work through the, I stink. And like, then being like, okay, but let's focus on the next one. Like, okay, I'm over in the trees. Let's punch out and maybe I can save par or bogey here. Right. It's about that aspect of like changing the way that we think about it. One shot doesn't mean that you should blow up. Um, and same thing, like a goal in the first 30 seconds doesn't mean that the game's over and you should just like unstrap your skates and be like, coach, I'm done. I'm out. Bye. See you later. Bring in the it's other like, guy. <laughs> right, right. Right. The other guy's got it today. I clearly don't. Um, cause like, there's nothing that we you can do about that. You just have to kind of bounce back. We can't do the, the woulda, coulda, shouldas and what ifs, right? You always lose the what if game. Cause it's never like, what if I was like the best ever, right? It's never, you don't ask yourself that usually it's usually like, man, what if I did this? Or, or what if I didn't hit that bad shot? What if I didn't duff this one? What if I didn't let that goal in, in the first 30 seconds? Would we have won? It's like, it doesn't matter, right? The logic and the real, the realism of it is that it did happen. So you can't go back and change it. So why in the world are you spending time stressing about it? You know? Definitely. Yeah. And I think the, I guess, biggest thing that I take away out of that whole thing, um, 
there was a lot there. I really like it. But the most important thing, I think, is the pessimism and who we are as humans typically, right? The emotion is important to understand we are emotional beings. That's just how it works. And like you said, whether it's a professional world, uh, a sports world, your private practice, right? Emotion is typically the driving force that sends us somewhere as people. If we can control and if we can be attentive to where that sends us, right? So positive emotion rather than that pessimism or negative emotion, all of a sudden we can change how our future outcomes start to develop, right? Because now we're putting ourselves in a position where I don't I don't immediately go negative and I'm a very strong believer of negative creates negative. So when you start to do something negative, it compounds into more negativity. And by the time you're done, you're in a hole, your golf game shot because you spent the last three minutes pounding yourself into thinking that you would get beat by a six-year-old, right? When in reality, <laughs> maybe that's not the case, right? <clears throat> so I think if we can find a way to push ourselves and force ourselves into changing that tune and putting the positive spin on it, uh, and it takes work, it takes effort, and you have to be attentive of that situation. But if we can put that positive into it and we start to push in a positive manner, we very easily can quickly overcome the issues we're in. You bring up probably the most uh, important factor of this all, right? We need to concentrate our self-talk on like the controllable aspects of what's happening, right? Like a lot of the times, uh, whether it's golf, uh, sport, work, we, we, we blame something, right? Like, oh, that noise that happened or like my boss is a jerk uh, or like my coworker didn't do their part. So now we fit. It's like, it's like that you can't control that. Right. We like, why are we, why are we looking for that excuse? Like we, we want something to blame. Right. And in reality, it's like, what did you do? Did you do your job? Then rest your head on that. Right. Like if you controlled everything you could and you did really well for like what you can do and you can, you, you stayed focused on like what it is that's important to you. Then at the end of the day, like you, 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 you hang your head up and go like, uh, I did pretty well. Like today was a good day. Yeah. Yep. And you know, I'll end. I'm happy. I'm good here, but I'm going to end, you know, what I think is the rest of my segment with uh, the words of our head coach. So he always has this, this kind of saying that he uses, and it's basically, it's to guys who are frustrated or in a bad spot, make sure you look in before you look out. Right. And basically mm. it's make sure you're that. taking your responsibility before you look for an excuse to blame somebody else. And that's, I like, it sticks with me. It's literally when you started talking about that, the first thing that came into my head, because it's, I need to be responsible. I need to control what I can control. The product on the other end will come out if I do what I'm supposed to do. And I think that's important. And I, I love that. I think that's, I think that's so beautiful. And, and I'll end with, with these words, right? Uh, because as a counselor and as a sports site consultant, I think this happens all the time, but I, I want people to understand you're not your performance, right? Your performance is not your self-worth, right? Meaning like separate the two. When, when you're competing or something like that, um, or like even if you're out playing golf with your buddies or playing pickup soccer, if you have a bad day, don't take it out on the rest of the people in the world, right? It's not their fault. Like you had a bad day. So, so what? But guess what? You had the privilege of going out there and doing it. Right. This aspect of like, you didn't have to go and play golf. You didn't have to go and play soccer. You didn't have to go play pickup hockey. You didn't have to do this. You didn't have to do that. But you got to. Right. You had the opportunity to. So like if you have a bad day, just chalk it up as a bad day. You know that that's not your best. So what? Move on. 
Like, don't take it out on the rest of the world. Like you said, negativity compounds and the negativity and the negativity. Don't go home to your wife and your kids or your husband and like, just start being a, a dick, right? Like, just don't be that person. Just be a normal human being. Like, your performance is not your self-worth and it's not who you are as a person. It's just a performance. So I think that's that's a, a nice way to kind of end it as well. Um, and, and yeah, if you need any more information, feel free to reach out to us. We, we have... Um, entire arsenal of uh, information on self-talk as i told you zach like it's something i used to study in grad school so i uh this is this is like my little baby child here so yeah definitely a couple other things we're just asking for some help here um i guess we'll share a little bit of our success so far but obviously you know this is episode five we've hit uh over 200 uh downloads already so awesome. this thing is really starting to take off for us we're excited about it we're hoping that you are too uh We'd love either, a, you know, a five star review, uh, you know, some kind of feedback. If you wouldn't mind just leaving uh, a review at either on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it may be. Um, and then obviously we always are looking for feedback as well. I think one of the other things that I'd like to offer out is uh, if there's a certain subject you want to hear about. I mean, we have subjects for probably the next 30 years if we really wanted to. Um <laughs> But if there's something important to you that you want to hear or you feel like um, you'd like just some perspective on, please send us an email to mentalmindsetpodcast at gmail.com. Get us on one of our social media pages. It's all through our website. Um, get a hold of us. Let us know. We'd love to you know, make sure that that's something that comes up sooner rather than later um, so that you're not waiting. We want to help wherever we can. So again, we have the socials. We have the, the email please reach out to us. Uh, we're waiting to hear from you. Yeah, I think that'd be really awesome. And I know we have like multiple countries as well, kind of downloading, which is, it blows my mind to think that uh, other people like care what we have to say, but I think it's awesome, right? Um, I, I This is something that our why was that we wanted to touch one one person every time, like help one person. Um, and, and I hope that we're doing that. Um, I, I'd love to have an episode where like people give us situations or kind of life events that have happened to them and we kind of give them feedback, right? I think that I think that'd be awesome. So so yeah, we, uh, we can't appreciate uh, and express our gratitude for the support and, and the downloads and the shares uh, like we are right now, uh, but we're looking forward to the, the next... Uh, next few weeks and what the future holds. So thank you so much. Thanks everybody. We'll talk to you next week.